From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Upstate has become one of only a handful of other academic medical centers to have a department devoted to geriatrics. For the past 20 years, the branch of medicine dealing with the health and care of older adults has been a division at Upstate, and it was led by Dr. Sharon Brangman. She's a SUNY Distinguished Professor and a former president of the American Geriatrics Society, and she's a leading voice for the care of the elderly across the nation. She's here with me in the studio today to explain the significance of this change. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. So the change from division to department, it's not just semantics. No, uh, a department has uh, a broader reach and a different mandate than a division within a department. So this is actually a very exciting time for geriatrics. What does it mean um, to you and your colleagues that work in the department? And then I was going to ask what it means to the to students and patients and... Well, I think it's a recognition by leadership here at Upstate Medical University that geriatrics um, is an increasing need and will be so for many decades ahead. And geriatrics actually touches all areas of medicine and surgery because older adults are increasingly the primary uh, group uh, seeking and receiving health care, not only in central New York, but across the country. So we have Americans who are living longer than ever, and as we live longer, we start to need more and more medical services. And so that's why geriatrics has a broader reach than just a division. Okay. Well, what can you tell me about the growth of this geriatric patient population? Well, the number of people who are turning uh, 65 has been increasing Well, we always talk about the baby boomers, and those are the people who were born between 1946 to 1964. And um, those baby boomers, we have been growing uh, exponentially. So about 10,000 turn 65 every day, and that's going to have an impact for the next uh, 20-plus years. But within that segment, the fastest-growing population are those who are 85 and older. And that's important because when we start to reach our mid-80s, that's when we have to deal with the complexity of having multiple medical problems and a decline in our physical status and sometimes our cognitive status. And the whole concept of frailty comes into play. And frailty is um, now being recognized as a biological state where the body is starting to decline and we we lose our cushion to respond to stressors such as illnesses or surgery. So it's really important for physicians, whether they are medical doctors or surgeons, to understand how uh, an 85-year-old may respond to standard medical care. And it's different than someone who's not 85. It's very different. So a 40-year-old may need a whole different approach than an 85-year-old. And that's what's important, and that is the challenge because... Um, many people who are in practice right now never really got geriatric training as mm. in, in their residency programs. Everyone can take care of older people, but they may not understand the specific skills that come into play. Now, how old do, does a person need to be 65 to see a geriatrician? Is that the age cutoff? Well, or? in general, about a generation and a half ago, 65 was deemed the point when we get older. But now, a 65-year-old that I see now is totally different from a 65-year-old from a generation ago. 
So in general, geriatricians tend to take care of the oldest old and the ones with the most medical problems. So for the most part, people who are 65 are still out. Many of them are still working. They're involved in their community and their families, and they're doing pretty well. But by the time most people eat, uh, reach their mid-80s, that's when a geriatrician tends to become involved in their care. Okay. But then there's plenty of people 65 and up who are seeing internal medicine doctors or family care practitioners or getting their care elsewhere. Sure, and that's appropriate as long as geriatric principles start to come into play. And whenever someone has a memory problem or there is a suspicion of dementia, then it doesn't really matter what age you are because some of the issues that come into play overlap with geriatrics in general. So what are, um, because I've read that nearly all of the people over age 65 have some chronic disease and maybe more than one. What are the ones that you see most often? So the most common chronic diseases that we see in older adults are some of the diseases that are just based on wear and tear of living a long life. High blood pressure, which tends to increase as we get older, and then that can result in certain heart conditions or lung conditions. Uh, Diabetes is increasing, especially in older adults. Um, High lipid and cholesterol levels, which then has impact on heart and brain health. And so these diseases then can impact your brain, heart, kidneys, and your circulation. We see arthritis and chronic pain syndromes. One of the things that is most intriguing is the piles of medications that people start to take as they get older. And many of these medicines were tested one at a time in relatively healthy people. But as we get older, we start to take more and more pills and they start to interact with each other. They start to interact with an aging body, and sometimes we see side effects that are all due to medications. So that's another piece of what we look at when we're dealing with older adults is are they on the right medicines or are they on too many medicines? And what evidence do we have out there that these medicines are, are causing more good than harm? It sounds like this patient population, there can be a lot of complications and it probably needs someone really with some strong oversight to take care of them. So as most people know, our medical system focuses on specialty care, meaning people go to a doctor who has a specialty in one organ system. So it is not unusual for, um, for a patient to go to a cardiologist, a lung specialist, an eye doctor, um, a rheumatologist, or an arthritis doctor, an orthopedic doctor. And each of those doctors are excellent in taking care of their designated organ system. But we don't exist as separate organs. We are one body. And so there has to be someone looking at how all of these things fit together. And sometimes while we're taking care of one problem, we're making something else worse. Makes sense. Well, is it true that Upstate has plans um, to sharpen its focus on treating and researching um, Alzheimer's? So we are designated as the Upstate Center of Excellence for Alzheimer's Disease, and we've had um, a a long history with uh, diagnosing and managing Alzheimer's disease here in central New York, and we are the regional experts um, in this disease. So we 
are now, with the help of a local philanthropist by the name of Sam and Carol Nappy, have um, started the Nappy Longevity Institute with one of its main focuses being on Alzheimer's disease research and brain health. And that's going to be housed within the Department of Geriatrics. And it fits very well with our focus in our Center of Excellence for Alzheimer's Disease, which is already working to identify people with memory loss. That's something to worry about. Educating uh, the next generation of healthcare professionals, as well as practicing healthcare professionals, so that they can understand if uh, dementia is part of their patient's uh, list of problems, what to do about it. And then to participate in uh, research, finding some of the new science that might help treat this disease. Well, that's exciting. And I don't want to get too far off on a tangent about Alzheimer's, but in the news recently, there's been coverage of some new medication that supposedly can reduce plaque in the brain of patients um, and slow the progression of dementia. Is that... uh... So one of the hallmarks of Alzheimer's disease is the buildup of of abnormal proteins called amyloid in the brain. So there is a focus in research on drugs that can break up this plaque. And it's not clear if the plaque is the chicken or the egg. Is it causing the problem or is it the result of damage to nerve cells? But the theory is, is if we remove this plaque, this may help um, restore brain function to people who have dementias. And so this drug that was recently mentioned has been in the news for that. And we are also starting a clinical trial in a few weeks for a a similar drug that will be a plaque buster. And I'm excited about this because we have this opportunity now in central New York to have people participate in a clinical trial without having to go to Boston or New York or somewhere far away so that there's ready access. And people who have Alzheimer's disease uh, often don't have the ability to travel all these distances, and that adds another stressor to the whole um, sure. disease process. Sure. Well, I'd like to remind listeners, this is Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Dr. Sharon Brangman. She's an expert in geriatric medicine and the former president of the American Geriatrics Society. So let me ask you why more academic institutions, um, why don't more of them have departments devoted to geriatrics? I think that um, most institutions don't have a department of geriatrics because there hasn't been a sense that geriatrics was a specialty in and of itself, Uh, at least initially. It's probably one of the newer specialties in the United States, although it's been in Europe for years and years. So there was a prevalent feeling that, oh, I have patients who are 70 and 80. I take care of them, so I do geriatrics. Why do we need a specialty for that? And I think over the past few decades, there's been a realization that there are specific skills for, um, for managing older adults. And then creating a new department is very expensive, and that is a big commitment on the part of institutions. So... There have been a handful that have focused on that and worked to meet that need, Uh, but the majority of geriatric programs in our country are divisions, either within 
internal, internal medicine, medicine or family medicine. Okay. Well, you found um, over the course of your career that, I mean, taking care of this patient's population is fulfilling. And I wonder what you would say to those in medical school or those who are thinking about medical school that might make them consider going into geriatrics as a specialty. Well, geriatrics, actually, geriatricians have a high rate of job satisfaction. And if you look at surveys that are done among physicians about um, specialties that have the highest rate of job satisfaction, geriatricians are frequently close to the top, if not at the top of the list. So I think that people that go into geriatrics uh, have a, a, a passion for taking care of older adults. They uh, respect them, love to hear their stories, because if you live until your 80s or 90s, you're a survivor, and that means you have overcome lots of hardships, and those are always interesting to hear. Uh, people interested in geriatrics love complexity. They love solving problems because we are dealing with multiple problems at the same time. And so you have to enjoy that complexity. In fact, um, we have been given the, the nickname of complexivists because we enjoy working with people where you may not have clear yes-no answers and we're dealing with a lot of variables. You have to enjoy working with families because most older adults come in either with a spouse or adult children or other family members. And so family dynamics become an important part of it. And then you have to also enjoy teaching and talking to others about geriatrics because even though it has been in this country for now almost 30 years, it's still considered a newer specialty and there's still a lot of questions and opportunities to teach others about it. In other countries where um, geriatrics has been a specialty longer, are there more uh, professionals involved in geriatrics? So yes, um, and most other countries have a broader base of people, uh, physicians especially doing primary care. And in the United States, over the past few decades, there's been a shift away from primary care to specialty care. And that's to the detriment, I think, to our healthcare system because everyone needs a doctor who can help be the kind of like the switchboard to make sure everything is running well and that you are seeing specialists appropriately. And specialists have an important role in medicine, but um, that information needs to be filtered so that we can make sure that all those different moving parts are coming together to help the person be, function at their optimal physical and mental abilities. I just want to make sure that listeners realize, um, even though the department designation is new, Upstate has had many services um, devoted to, to seniors um, over the years. Uh, I wanted to talk about gem care. Um, can you explain so to our listeners? So the, the division of geriatrics, when we were functioning within medicine, has had an impact on services within the hospital for older adults. Uh, we started out with the ACE team, which stands for Acute Care for the Elderly, which is a team that evaluates older adults when they get admitted to the hospital. And we do an assessment and work along with the primary team to help uh, maximize physical function and brain function and help reduce um, inappropriate use of medications. So when an older adult is admitted to the hospital, they often leave 
weaker, more likely to fall, and more confused. And so to address that, the ACE team has been active now for over 10 years. So from the ACE team, we started to identify a group of nurses who are very interested in taking care of elders in the hospital, and that offshoot became the NICHE program, which is Nurses Interested in Caring for Hospitalized Elders, if I got that right. Yeah, and these are specially and trained. And these are specially trained nurses who take extra training to be um, designated geriatric nurses with a specialty focus. So we have niche designation. Uh, we don't take care of people in isolation in geriatrics, so you need all members of the healthcare team aware of what their needs are. And then shortly around that time, we also um, began to realize some of the challenges older adults have when they come into the emergency department. And that's where the whole idea of GEMCARE came. There are a number of geriatric emergency rooms or emergency departments across the country, and GEMCARE is one of them. It's at the community campus at Upstate. And that is another focus where, from the environmental design uh, so that it's a room that can help keep people calm and less agitated. Uh, to the training of the nurses and the doctors and the residents who are taking care of those older adults. So then we had gem care. We've also started to designate some units in the hospital that have a geriatric focus. The most interesting thing that has happened recently is that we are working to become an age-friendly health system. And this is based on a directive that Governor Cuomo made recently where he wants half of the hospitals in New York State to be age-friendly within the next five years. And this is with a venture with uh, um, Hartford Foundation, which has been a long supporter of, of issues related to aging in our country. So we have a team that's gathered together. We're in the early stages, and we've been accepted to be part of this age-friendly health system. And what we're gonna do is look at various aspects of care in the hospital and optimize them so that we can provide better services for older adults. There are many things that we do just reflexively because we've always done them that may not really help older people when they come into the hospital. So I'm very excited that we have a team that's going to start to look at this. That's great to know. Thank you so much for coming in and talking about this. It's great to know that we have a department devoted to geriatrics at Upstate now. Um, my guest has been uh, Dr. Sharon Brangman, a distinguished professor and now the inaugural chair of Upstate's new Department of Geriatrics. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.